Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. An interesting statistic came out today, which I think is worth a mention. Almost 90% of Irish employers have said they would consider hiring somebody with a history of criminal convictions. Now, this is according to a report commissioned by the Irish Penal Reform Trust. This is the first time dedicated research on employer attitudes to people with convictions has actually been published in Ireland. Despite this apparent willingness to consider hiring someone with a conviction, almost everyone asked also agree there are barriers for someone who has a criminal past securing employment. 95% of people with convictions and 92% of employers agreed that there are barriers to employment for people who have criminal convictions. Now, the Irish Penal Reform Trust Executive uh, Director, Saoirse Brady, said... There's an assumption that when someone leaves prison or finishes their community service, the punishment is over. But we know people continue to face secondary punishment as their conviction will follow them for years, even decades in some cases, and intrude on every aspect of their lives. This notion of secondary punishment is interesting, isn't it, I suppose? So, in theory, we all agree that when you pay the price, you know, you should get a second chance. But I want to know what you think about this. Maybe you have a conviction and you can't get work. Maybe you hired somebody with a checkered past and you live to regret it. Or maybe you didn't regret it. Or maybe you just feel strongly about how we treat people who have served their time. Now, as coincidence, we were talking about prison last night and how we should deal with people in prison. Should we give people community service rather than prison? But tonight I'm asking, would you hire somebody with a criminal conviction? Now, to make it easier for us all to understand, rather than saying, oh, well, I wouldn't give a murderer a job or a pedo or a rapist, but I might give somebody who's robbed a shop. Okay, so let's pick a particular crime. That's somewhere in the middle. So it involves theft and a possibility of assault. So, and, you know, taking advantage of vulnerable victims. So, burglary. When you steal or burgle a house or rob a house, climb in through the window in the dead of night, there's two things on your mind. First thing in your mind is let's steal as much as possible so I can sell it and make money, and it's belonged to somebody else, obviously, and you know that. But you also have to consider, as you're as you're a burglar, that the lady or the man of the house may wake up, or the children are in the house, and that may cause confrontation, and you're going to be willing to assault somebody. So, in other words, you have to have that mindset. So you're not a nice person. We know that. You get caught. You go to jail. Maybe for two years at the worst. Most don't even go to jail. They get suspended sentence. But let's say you get two years. You go out of jail. You rock up to some employer. You're the employer. And you hand over your CV. And he goes, okay, uh, yeah, a bit of a gap in your CD here, CV here for three or four years. And where were you? You're going to have to be honest because the employer can check it out pretty quick. You know, your name might pop up on Google or something like that. And you go, okay, you know, it was a moment in my life I regret. I burgled a house and I got caught. And I, I got two years in jail. Are you hiring them? Let's say it's a warehouse with goods in it. Let's say it's a hotel front of house. I don't know, a shop. You know, it's a department store. I was going to say department store. We don't use those words in this country. Uh, A supermarket, whatever it is. Would you hire somebody with a criminal conviction? For burglary, for example. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And you can WhatsApp and let us know what you think. Uh, let me go to John. John, hi, how are you? How are you? No, good evening. How are you? Good. John, would, um, would you hire somebody with a criminal conviction? Look, like, I really think it's... There's so many things I have to say. Just listen to you there about it. Um, everybody deserves a second chance. Um, if let's, I was just trying to think of it this way, right? 
if I was going for a job and I was in for burglary or something for two years or whatever like that, I wouldn't be going for a job where I thought I was going to have to be vetted and it was going to have to come up because you'd want to put that behind you after doing your time, in yeah. fairness, right? Mm. And then, if I had a CV and and someone says to me, there's a bit of a gap in that for two years there, and you knew you weren't being criminally vetted, right, look, you could say, look, I got in a You could lie, trouble. yeah. Yeah, you could lie, you could say, I was away for two years in Spain. Mm. They can't come back to you in a few months there and go, here, you lawyer, you found <laughs> out on Facebook. They can't, you have them by the nads then. In that sense, you could do that way. Or you well, could just I don't know. I, I don't know whether you'd have them by the nads because you lied. They might have you by the nads. Yeah, but it's not all this GDPR stuff now and all like stuff. You well, it wouldn't be, be G- no, like, it wouldn't be GDPR the, because criminal convictions well, are public knowledge. Social media, like, can't yeah. uh, like, employers can't use social media against you and that. But look, even even that, we could go on about that for ages. Here's the other thing: if you do say, "Look, I'm applying for a job in a bank, and I'm actually done for." For robbery, M- money laundering, <laughs> you're not going to get it. And let's face it, you're not going to, and you know, you're going to be vetted. You wouldn't go for it. And the other side of it, then again, is if you're the honest person about it and says, Look, listen, I was stealing because I was in a bit of trouble for a couple of years, or this and that, and the other, and you're putting it out there, you know that if something goes wrong in that job, you're the first person that's going to be looked at. So you wouldn't put your your hand out to be slapped if you were going in to actually be a thief again in your job. Do you get what See, I mean? I, I do understand what you're saying. And and the problem is, like, I, I know somebody, for example, who was uh, questioned by the guards going back nearly 15 years ago over something he yeah. actually didn't do, right? It was to do with a divorce and it was messy and everything else, right? And there was accusations made which weren't true. But to this day he still cannot get a job, say, in security or anything like that because he can't get Garda vetted. Even though he was never actually charged with anything. Mm. But, and and that, right, that can be difficult that's for people. Terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. But do you know what? Why does he keep looking for jobs in security? Like, If he knows he's not going to get it. I'm not being real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, that, yeah, but that, I, that's easy to say. If I knew I know. wasn't going to get a job as a, as a guard because I had a criminal charge, I wouldn't keep trying. Mm. But you know, think, kind of way, I know he may not have done it or not, but what he's doing is by applying and reapplying, he's just highlighting it and highlighting it and highlighting it and reiterating it. Yeah, but it shouldn't be like that, should it? Well, if it shouldn't be like that realistically, it should be completely quashed and cleared Swiped. and all yeah, yeah, yeah. information of Pulse ID and what have you, social media posts or anything like that should all be gone. Mm. And they shouldn't come into account. Yep. But it all comes back down to you being honest in an interview. And you could be straight out with someone and say to someone, look, but we'll look at look it. Put yourself you in the, put yourself in the shoes of the employer. Let's say you own a warehouse, right? And you know yeah. you have goods coming in. I don't know electronic goods or whatever it is, right? And a lad rocks up. You're looking for somebody in the warehouse, and a lad rocks up looking yeah. for a job, and he's honest with you and said, "Listen, okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I I've made, been a little shit for a few years. Yeah, I made a mistake mm-hmm. in my life, you know, and I ended yeah. up in jail for two years for burglary. Uh, you know, I've put that in my past. Would you hire him? Absolutely. Would you? Yeah, and I tell you why. Because if they're straight out and honest with you like that and they're willing to actually go out and look for a job and be straight, it's hard. How embarrassing is it to go to someone that you don't know and you're trying to impress them and you have to say something really bad about your life that you don't want to talk about? Mm. They're going to try and impress you 
either that or it can go wrong. And if it goes wrong, you know the fingers on them straight away in in some sort of sense. Yeah, if that goes right missing, they're the first one you're going to look at. Missing, yeah. we, your man's only had the start last week, boys, and that car's gone. You know what I mean? It's fucking him. Sorry the car closing. is gone. You could have picked it something happens. smaller, it John. Happens. Keys go missing. You know, it's like stuff like, you know what I mean? That telly's gone out of power. See, but sure, man, Dave only started last week and he's a new telly in his gaff. I was watching a match. You know, like, but... It's, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, and I'm, every, look, not just me, everybody knows somebody that's been in trouble with the law or been in prison and has come out, and it can go either way. Yeah. But if someone's know. willing to go and look for a job like that and be honest about it and say it, I'd give them a chance, no problem. And I think people would be wrong to go, no, 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 I wouldn't take the risk, I wouldn't take the risk. Think of it as well as the person that's putting their hand out there is taking a risk as well to be socially like embarrassed because they're telling people I'm going for a job and I'm trying to change my life and they're being told no. What are they going to do then? Now, Criminality now, okay. is very easy. So here's the thing I'm going to ask you. So right, you're the employer and you just said you'd give the guy a job. Does it matter the crime he committed? Let's say it was rape. Yeah, it does. It does. That's just me though. Yeah, I know, but I'm just asking. So let's say it wasn't burglary. Let's say it was rape. And he was in jail for three years for rape. I don't think I'd be telling. Jesus. I don't think I'd like Jesus. to be in that situation. <laughs> I'm, stra- you know, I'm stressing you out, John, even thinking about this. Am I? And, yeah, I'm going to sweat about that one. Like, come here, I wouldn't, if I was a rapist, no, I wouldn't be going looking for a job where I thought I was going to be guard of it. And I wouldn't. You no, know, I'm not asking about guard of it. I'm no, asking. Look, this, no, go back to the yeah. warehouse. Go back to the warehouse, right? You're well, the. There's um, a fella in there, and he comes in and goes, "Listen, listen, Roy, where you? Uh, I, 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 oh, I raped someone. Would that even happen? Well, would someone actually say that to you? No, well, that, yeah, well, maybe like, they, they might not. But maybe imagine they, they did. I'd say, right, well, you have some serious courage. I'm kind of now even thinking about it, inclined to go. Do you know what? Like. Oh, I'm going to get ridiculed for saying it, but probably would give them a chance. Okay, well, stay there just for a second, John. Let me go to Kathleen. Kathleen, hi, how are you? Yeah, hello now. How are you doing, Kathleen? Kathleen, uh, do you deserve, yeah. think criminals deserve a second chance? They do deserve a second chance now, but I don't think if you were going to... I suppose number one would be, uh, you know, what would the job, What you know... What kind yeah, of a job would be entail? It could be yeah. anything. Yeah, like that's what John mentioned. You're not, you're not going to get a job in a bank if you're a thief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you're not going to get a job as a lollipop lady if you're a rape or something else. You know what I mean? You like, you're not going to. <laughs> no, if you're a bit of a dodgy no, fella, I'll stick it in the van really. and I'll let you just way, do the van. <laughs> it's just the way you're coming out with it. It's making me laugh. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. Well, I mean, it does make sense that you would take into consideration I mean, the I crime. Mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, like I suppose, really. Uh, I th- I think I'd be a bit. To be honest with you now, I think I'd be a little bit wary, you know. Yeah, you'd be constantly Maybe kind of looking at them, me, watching them all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because if they're like that, you know, you just don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, you if, don't know if, about if, anybody if, though. But see, my yeah. my views on this, Kathleen and John, have changed over the years because I would be one of the first ones to say, I affect them, I don't care. They don't deserve a second chance, right? But I've interviewed so many people. Only there last week, um, I interviewed, you know, that new Netflix documentary, The the Psychopath, what's his, what was it again? Oh, The Psychopath Life Coach. So he was in jail twice. He was a bad boy. He assaulted a lot of people. He was a scumbag. He was a thief. He's now got his own successful business and worth 25 million and a really nice guy. You know what I mean? Right, it completely yeah. turned his life around. 
So, you know, my, my kind of view, and I, I remember years ago talking to Gary Cunningham. Gary's been on the show once or twice. Gary was involved um, in moving drugs and he was caught. And, you know, he got a few years in jail. And he came out, wrote a book, um, and uh, Joys of the Joy. And um, I actually wrote two books. And not only that, he's put oh, his, man. yeah, he's he's wrote, or he's put his work, his, his life, his bad part of his life to good use by talking to school kids and yeah. all sorts of things. So, yeah. you know, so people well, can I mean, change, Kathleen, thing. I suppose. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? But it does really, yeah, really, but really I mean, depend on the crime. Job, mm. but, if it, but, it, but, you know, if, it, if it's somebody that, you know, you're going to give a job to and they're going to, you know, do right, you know, say, I don't know what kind of a job you would, you know, you would offer, what, you, what kind of work you'd be offered. Say, if it was a gardener, you'd give them that job, not a bother. If it was gardening or something outside, Outside work, yeah, but like I wouldn't that. give a, I wouldn't give a convicted rapist a job as a gardener. Definitely not. No, no. Why? 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 By the way, sorry. If he was a convicted rapist, what's he going to do in a garden? Creeping in people's back gardens, peeping oh, Tom in the back oh, window. Oh, you mean oh, in people's private houses? Hanging, your old, your old apple catchers are hanging out on the line. You'd be out sniffing them. No, it's, all no, sorts it's of ma- no, you know what I mean? No, all jokes that. aside, but it really does depend on the job. It depends on the situation. I think you should look. As I really said at the start, if you're honest with someone in an interview and tell them this is what happened, you know the eye is going to be on you. Mm. And a boss could easily yeah. say to someone and lie. Like I've interviewed lads before that seemed a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and lived too legit to quit, and it turned out, oh my god. Yeah. And then they interview people mm-hmm. that just say feck all, and they just come out. Oh no, I know. I, by the way, I always I don't trust interviews. I remember years ago I was interviewing people for a job, and this guy shone like a diamond. Now I'm talking about you know this guy was in a suit, he looked the part, he was yeah. great. Gave him the job. The first day he arrived, he, he arrived looking like he'd been dragged out of bed with a pair of jeans and an old swaggy T-shirt on him. He sat eating his lunch at the desk. Um, I, never, I don't think he stopped eating, to be honest with you. And he was the most useless sod I've ever come across. He lasted two weeks. Yeah. And there was loads yeah. of other people I could have given the job to who were probably much better than him. But he, he, he looked well and he did a good interview. So interviews don't mean a huge amount. But, but sorry, Kathleen, just getting back to you. So you, you do believe yeah. that people deserve yeah. a second chance, Kathleen? Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, of course, yeah. But I mean, the person you might not even know. The person might take somebody on, and you might not even know they were in prison now. Yeah, that's it. There's people from different countries that are coming over. Relatively, we all work with, not like you know, yeah, I mean? no, you, I just, get you. you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. I walk with a lot no, there no, exactly. from from no, Costa Rica, no. and and, and uh, like I said, like I'm uh, messing with them. Who are you on the run from? Messing. Do you know what I mean? He's like, ah, oh, no, no. Yeah. He's like, you yeah, wouldn't know. Yeah, you know, you, do, you, you don't really know. And, and But mind you, if they've had a criminal conviction in Ireland, it's very easy to find out because it's a matter of public record. So, I mean, it goes up on the court reports and anybody can search the court reports. And I don't even throw tips out to people, but you can go online and search the court reports. So if somebody's com- committed a crime in this country, it's easy to find out. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But well, if it's a woman on her had. own that's, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, now with a woman, you know, if, if say like it was somebody that was dangerous and maybe got up for a grievous bodily arm or beating somebody up or, yeah. you know, how would you not, how, you know, a woman, it's different, isn't it? You have to, you know what I mean? You just, I think you just, your gut instinct would tell you mainly, you know, but at the same time, women have to be a little bit more careful, don't they? No, I couldn't agree with you more. But hang on, let me just go to Mickey as well. Mickey, hi, how are you? No, it's been a while. Lola from Guidor. 
question Mickey apart from the, the morning that the cops raided your house and you were in question for five days and all that did you have any convictions otherwise apart from that I did previously I grew up in Galway but when I was you're talking about when I was a teenager I had stupid stuff like criminal damage or um, road offence as well I, I classed them at the time as stupid okay but yeah, they weren't, they weren't stupid at the that. time yeah I know I know they weren't stupid at the time. Obviously, I'm 41 now and I have five kids and I obviously regret the likes of that. But And where did you move to, by the way? When you said you moved abroad, where did you move to? Sorry, I moved from Guidor when that happened. My son, he was only a month old and the, when they kicked my door in, they threw me down on top of the sun under armed police with guns to my head. And that was just it for me. I was like, right, F this Republican stuff. I don't know. I don't want my son grown up seeing this. And uh, we ended up moving back to, because my missus, obviously, I've told you before, she's from Swords. And uh, so we mm. moved back to Swords and I couldn't even go. I'll, I'll give you an example. I was standing at a bus stop one day. I think I was on with you another show about guard harassment. I was standing at a bus stop and... A guard, a car, or a detective car drive past and it screeched up beside me, jump, ah, oh, we need to keep annoying you, bloody Republicans and all this. And mm. I was trying to get away from it, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get away from your past sometimes if you keep getting reminded about it, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when that was happening. And eventually then, I, mean, I just got fed up and said, look, we'll move back to Donegal. At least it's... Quieter. You can kind of understand the Republican stuff, you know? And uh, moved back, and eventually, uh, s- some people laugh and joke. I'd meet maybe from a for a point, you get the odd uh, sly remark, yeah, 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 the yeah, opposite. yeah. You get the sly remark, or you get the odd look, but there's ones like when it comes to business wise, I mean, hiring, mm. and um, now straight away, I'm told no. Is it fair, by the way, of employers to take into consideration that somebody might have had a criminal past? Do you think it's fair? 
Well, I was never convicted for terrorism, right? No, well, not for terrorism, but you were involved in crime when you were younger. Yeah, when you were younger, you were involved in some crime. Well, I wasn't yeah. involved in serious crime. I didn't go breaking people's house, but if you look, because I, I went into, when I was in Dublin, I went and I done, because I was interested in health and all that, and I went and done a health course and that to uh, be a carer, etc., because I wanted to go on to be a paramedic. And I remember that we, before we went out, because I put in, I think it was the St. John's or St. James Ambulances. St. John's Ambulances, yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I wanted to do my, um, whatchamacallit, my, uh, your your work experience with yeah. that. And I passed everything 100% otherwise, and so obviously you had to get guard vetted for that. And you were refused? And I, I wasn't even refused. Everyone else got theirs back, and I know at the time there was a backlog in it, and it went on two months, three months, etc. And I just never got mine back. I never got well, any clearance or refusal or anything. Sorry, John, what are you going to say to Mickey there? John? In fairness, now to you there, no, no, and it is, I do agree with you, man. It's unfair, at least, right, in regards to the chef thing, but like, like, does you not think, like, you're. Going for something that you're like, if you've been looked at as a as a in quote a terrorist in the guardies eyes or whatever right like that, you should kind of know you're not going to be able to get a job. But I was in, never in convicted. A, but this I know, thing but I, I know, never but like, I know, but you, did you not realise a little bit going they're going to be guarded? So, oh, well, no, no, I'm not disagreeing. But I'm just saying to you, like you kind of. If you, if but you yeah, but, but his argument, yeah, and I, John, no, 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 hang on for a second, John. I understand the point you're trying to make, but here's the thing: in his eyes, he did, he hadn't committed a crime since he was a kid or whatever. You know, he'd been yeah, questioned but, in relation to it, but he hadn't been convicted of anything. If you've been put in the position to be in the eye, in the in the mm. in the highlight and the eyesight of this, and even get arrested and not be charged in the in the in the eyesight of people with for this be known thing. to the guards, yeah, yeah, be known to the guards, yeah, be for known this. to you yeah, should know this and that's it for me. You used to hold me you, in a bus stop, you know. Yeah, you but that's hold yeah, me but bus you made you you yeah, but but yeah, but hang on, lads, both of you are talking at the same time. I can't hear, but I get the point that Mickey is making, right? And I understand what you're saying too, John. I genuinely do. But the see, this is the point of the whole conversation. If we're to treat everybody like Mickey, and if he's to be harassed every now and again because he's known to the guards, no matter how long he hasn't committed a crime in, well, then people like him will never get an opportunity to change their lives. So, in yeah, other words, well, we're, we're well, letting that define him. With the chef thing, the co- like, that's... It's a normal... But, yeah, but a paramedic thing and, and being guarded, yeah, maybe, and that's why they have that. But, like, maybe... Like have, you just have to say to yourself, look, it's stuck on the B because of things I've done in the past, and may it be wrong or right, may you've done it or well, not. Done it. That's just the way that. things so have worked to... out, you know. But I just don't think it's fair about going. You're a qualified chef, and you're going for a job in a restaurant, and you know they're looking, and they're not saying it. That's not fair. It's because but of the area, thing, and it's just because. Hang on, just let him respond to that. Sorry, respond to that, Mickey. Go yeah, on. Yeah. It's it's because that. The area I live in, obviously, no, we've chatted about Guidor before. You know, you know Guidor. Yeah. It's a small And I know Guidor very well as well. It's okay, small community. Yeah, sorry, Mickey, but make the point. My, family, my mother's family is all from here, so it's the word of mouth. It's nothing got to do with even guard vetting. But I know it says, like, when it comes to guard vetting, it says, look, that if you have a criminal record specified 
that could be harm to a child or a vulnerable person. Well, here's the thing, Mickey. Let's turn the shoe onto the other foot. If you were an employer, would you hire you? Of course, I'd be saying, yeah, jump on board, pal, no problem. Yeah. Um, because what have I got to do? Because when well, I'm 41 years of age, but I grew up in, as I said, I grew up here in Donegal, but I spent a lot of time in the occupied six counties as well with family. So you would just uh, bred a different way. I remember. But, but you see, even now, and I'm not having a go with you, right? But like, if you were coming to work for me, let's say, and the very fact that you didn't say Northern Ireland, you said the occupied six counties. Yeah, that's... To, to, me, to, to me, listening to you, and I'm not, I'm not having a go at you, that's just, and you're quite passionate about it, and that's your bag, and that's fine. To me, that means he still has Republican views. Yeah. It's not that I have Republican I views. Yeah. I just, it's just because I, it, that's the word that's always been bred into my head. I never classed the, the North of Ireland. Or but it, but Ireland. it's a loaded term. To turn around and not use the word Northern Ireland or the North or Ulster or whatever we to, to turn around and say the occupied six I, counties, I, I it's mean, a loaded I term. I live in Ulster, people forget I live in Ulster, yeah, you're going to forget. not be able to say the same people. You know. That's mm. fact. Like, if you have to, oh, like, I understand that. I wouldn't say you know that in I mean? an interview. Like, I'm not going to turn around and say that in an interview. Adam, hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Dale. How are you? Good. You've been listening to John there, and uh, the kind of mixed views, I suppose, to some degree. But generally speaking, yeah, he'd hire an ex-con. Would you? Yeah, definitely. But like, obviously, definitely is a sweeping statement. It all depends on the circumstances. Mm. Um, like, over the last 15 years in business, I've employed a lot of ex-offenders. Now, they haven't all worked out to be great. Some of them have worked out to be absolute nightmares. But four of my longest-standing employees are ex-offenders. And I consider them my, some of my best employees. Now, when you say ex-offenders, like what ballpark, what offenders. sort of offences are you talking about here? I was four. Oh, your phone is breaking up there, Adam. Move your head. Move your head. Sorry. Out of those four, two of them are drug-related. One of them is quite violent offences. Right, drug-related and, and one is a violent offence. And, and yeah, the, there, there, Go ahead. There are... Two different types of offences that I would never consider. And that is obviously sexual offences just because of the stigma that comes. Once the public finds out your business is destroyed with social media now. Um, yeah, people will boycott your business or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The other one is murder. I'm quite For obvious to say murder, not manslaughter. Yeah. You'd be afraid to fire them or they'd kill you. Exactly. I differentiate between murder and manslaughter, though, mm. because any one of us could potentially end up with a manslaughter conviction. It takes one punch in a fight where you think you're defending yourself and it turns into the court deeming it different. Yeah. Technically, could okay. be manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll okay, surprise anybody... you and surprise a lot of people is something I will not consider. And that is sure. And when you say you employ multiple offenders, and I'm sorry, maybe, Adam, you'll have to kind of run to a different room or something because your phone breaks up every now and again. But when you say you employ multiple no, offenders... I just won't move my head. Okay. Did they mention during the interview? Was it something they said during the interview or did you notice a gap in their CV or how did they come up? To be honest, they weren't recruited through the normal recruitment process. It's people that have come to us after changing their lives around, been kicked away by so many different employers and have turned up, knocking on the door, they've been told no, they've come back, 
they've come back, they've come back. And at that point, I've just thought, you know what, if you're willing to keep on turning up at our door, asking for a job, offering to come in on a trial, you're worth a job. That's exactly what I'm saying. Persistence, Adam and John. Yeah, persistence. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard for people like to 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 to, to say that. Like, mm. I, I I haven't been in prison myself, but I like it's hard enough to get a job for some people. Like, if you don't have like the certain qualifications or you know what I mean, the knowledge that they exactly need or what have you, it's bad enough that. But like, imagine having to say, "Oh, listen, by the way, like." You're already walking out of an interview, kind of going, "Oh, Jesus, I hope I got that." Which it's bad enough that way, like. But, it's, I but the only thing I, I don't, yeah, but the only thing I think of Adam, you know, from an employer's point of view, let, let's say it's a warehouse and there's, you know, you've got twenty staff, right, and you employ mm. two ex-cons for whatever reason, be it drug related, theft, whatever it happens to be, right? Do you not find yourself as an employer watching them more than anybody else? Is it not more work for you to have to keep an eye on them? Because you're taking their word for it that they've changed. I think yep. that stopped though after like a yeah. couple of weeks and on someone though, wouldn't it? Yeah, Adam, did, did that did that dawn on you, or or was that a thing at the time? Not really, because in in the same sense as if I if you came in for an interview without a criminal conviction, all that means is potentially you haven't been caught yet. As an employer, if you're not putting systems in place to monitor whatever your your asset is, whether it be data, whether it be physical product, whether it be cash. If you haven't got structures in place to protect yourself anyway, you've got an issue from day one. And what yeah. I found is because we don't like I will just I will just say this. If somebody if we put a job ad out and we got hundred applications and fifty of them standard normal response was, Yes, I've got a conviction, they would probably go towards the bottom of the pile. I'm not saying from that point of view, we would jump at, yes, we definitely want to employ somebody like that. But we do it where if they've come to us and they've shown persistence and, you know, they've just got the right attitude. If they've gone to that effort, yeah, they've gone to that effort, chances are they're not going to let themselves down. Mm. It takes a lot for somebody to change their life completely. And like Mm. I said at, at the beginning, the reason the reason I won't consider somebody with a shoplifting conviction is because it's an opportunistic crime, and if you are willing to get yourself a criminal conviction for stealing a ninety nine cent Mars bar, yeah, petty stuff. If I put temptation of ten twenty grand worth of stuff in front of you, you're going to take a chance. That, yeah. That's my thought process. I think it's. I know. So, so you're saying to me like, thing. yeah. So you're saying to me somebody who is, you know, dealing in drugs is not as bad as somebody who stole a Mars bar because one is an opportunistic crime, the other one is planned and thought out. So, well, I wouldn't give it a, a car if you was selling a job in the sales garage. No, selling cars. Well, no. <laughs> no, but like from my point of view as an employer, forget what is the worst crime because drug dealing is a worse crime to the to society than shoplifting. I completely agree with that. But from from my point of view as an employer, somebody who has been convicted of drug dealing and has found a way to leave that lifestyle, which is one of the hardest lifestyles on the planet to leave. Give them a job. And has found the way out and haven't re-offended for the last five, six, seven years. 
they, to me, are a lower risk than yeah. somebody who has 50 shoplifting convictions. Mm. Because they get into they do why do they get into dealing drugs for money? Do. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I, I do see the point that you're making, Adam. And I, I understand completely what you're saying, that the shoplifting is opportunistic. And, you know, and if you're working in a, a warehouse or something like that, and, you know, the things can walkies if, you, if the opportunity arises. Hmm. I get yeah. that. Even though it's not as bad a crime as a drug dealing. It, no, it, I, drug dealing is quite specific. Yeah. From a societal point of view, mm. drug dealing is a lot, lot worse. But I'm speaking, I guess, I'm putting, like, business hat on, and to me, the lower yeah. risk to my business is somebody that hasn't walked into a shop and thought, you know what, I'm not bothered if I get a criminal record to nick a block of cheese. Mm. Because to it's me, like so, somebody's that driven shows by making money and somebody's sense. driven by taking a chance. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's exactly what it is, John. And, I, and I'm getting what Adam is saying. They would say they're both yous, by the way, John and Adam. Let me go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Mr. Mac. So, Dave, would you hire somebody with a criminal conviction? I uh, use I use burglary as an example earlier on, by the way. Did you say burglary or buggery? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm actually being serious. Yeah, buggery, no. Well, buggery is not a crime in Ireland anymore, by the way, can I just point out. It stopped being a crime about 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Woo! <laughs> so far yeah. away, Dave. Yeah. Now, obviously with consent, by the way. Uh, Dave, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Dave, burglary, yes. So somebody who breaks into a home, obviously. Um, I look, everybody's entitled to a fair chance, aren't they? I mean, you know, if we're if we're just, you're going to go down the road of like, you know, let's never hire criminals ever again. But what do we do when you get out of jail? I wouldn't be hiring on an to, to house alarms, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? But they might be some of the. Well, they might be the best people to hire to fit house alarms, actually. To be honest with you, because they know all the tricks. Sorry, I mean, I mean it's how like a lot of hackers when they get caught usually end up working for security agencies. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I, I remember mean, watching a great documentary once about a hacker who did five years in jail and he was hired then by Coca-Cola um, to look at their systems to see how they are vulnerable, their, how their computer systems and data systems are vulnerable. And basically he was given the task of, you know, how quickly could he get into whatever mainframe or whatever it was. And he they documented it. And it was astonishing to watch how he did it, by the way. It was so simple. He rang up yeah. the receptionist in the head office with some stupid corny voice and said, hi, it's Mark here. I couldn't get in today. I'm out sick. Listen, I can't get access to my office. You don't have the password there for the whatever it is. And she went, yeah, sure, Mark. It's And she gave him the password over the phone. And he went, there you go. Done. Phew. Hey, there was a guy, there was an English guy. Uh, he got big into hacking and uh, he started hacking the American um, Department of Defense, like really high up military websites and uh, stuff like that. And he said, it's insane the amount of like generals, four star generals in the American military whose password is password. Oh yeah, and the other thing you, you know, do, the other thing you do is go through people's bins to find you know shredded paper, put it back together again to find passwords or information that he needs. Like it was just incredible to watch how it's it's not what you think it always is, which is sitting at a computer going you know doing all these lines of code. It's simple stuff like going through their bin, you know, thinking of finding out their dog's name, all those kind of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. most people are just stupid, lazy when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, when it comes down to it, realistically, if, if you're putting yourself, if you if you think you need to be guarded vetted in the job, and you think, like, say, a, a locksmith, but you're a burglar, you, like, you should know. 
listen, even if you're a suspect at one stage in your life, you should really know, like, I'm not going to get a job as a locksmith. And you should have to be able to see the other side of it, like, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, kind of with Dave on this. I might hire the burglar to be the locksmith because me, he's a better idea of what to do. Yeah. But sorry, but Dave, generally speaking, you know, the Irish Penal Trust have said that, you know, prisoners face secondary punishment because for years they can't shake off that criminal past and get a job. Well, you see, I mean, if like if we take since we like, since America is great because it's such a large, you know, we're culturally we're we're very the same and it's a large sample size. One of the reasons they have there's so such a high rate of recidiv- uh, recidivism is because a person will go to jail, they'll do their time, you know, you do your time for your crime, blah, 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 blah. When you go out then, they can't get a job, or the, the only jobs they can get are menial labor, which in turn, particularly in the world we live in nowadays, doesn't pay enough. So they end up going back into a life of crime because it's stuff they know. I mean, like we take out like violent offenses and stuff like that, but I mean... If you start giving people a chance and, you know, you, you invest in the person, you may end up actually oh, being yeah, able to break know. that silence. Yeah, sorry, Adam. You know, you have to... Adam, are you still there? Did you, sorry, did you say something, Adam? Sorry to apologize. No. Okay, no, so, no, no. Go ahead. I was just listening. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. Finish what you're saying. Sorry to apologize. No, but I was just saying, like, look, there are some people out there, they're always going to be scumbags and they're always going to be in crime, but there are some people out there who probably just did some dumb shit when they were younger and want to actually get on with their lives and maybe don't, you know, maybe they just need that one person to kind of take a chance on them because there are so many stories out there of people who are little scumbags like nowadays if there were kids nowadays to be like the little arseholes in the Canada goose jackets and somebody actually said I'm going to give you a chance and I'm going to believe in you and they managed to turn their life around mm. you know it'd be it'd be nice to think that we can break the cycle of criminality in people by investing in the person as opposed to judging them you know take a chance on them let them prove themselves as opposed to just constantly you know like judging them for their past crimes or their past yeah but somebody mentioned that last night that if you keep telling somebody they're a scumbag they'll eventually believe it well i mean look at all these like you know really shitty areas of dublin i mean look at the way that like people talk about like the younger generation and look a lot of people in the younger generation are, are acting are acting like scumbags but also put yourself in their position. If you come from one of those areas and everybody's calling you a scumbag and saying you're never going to be at, and, you know, with your life. And then you have a drug dealer saying, hey, listen, you, you know, you do a bit for me here. I'll give you a few pounds. And the rest of society is calling you basically scum and a feral child. You know, what way are you going to go, really? Mm. Yeah, no, I, know, I understand that. I, and, you know, Adam, I think I think you're right. And I know you hire multiple offenders. But Dave has a good point there that you can't let a crime define somebody's life. Now, if they keep reoffending, obviously you can, but you can't let it define yeah, their life. I think that's the difference. It, it, there's a difference between somebody who's made a mistake or somebody who's made a conscious decision that was wrong, but they've made that decision or that mistake once, as opposed to somebody who has been a career criminal since they were 13, 14 years old and they're now in their 30s and clearly hasn't changed. Mm. There, there is a big difference there. But but I do think that there could be a lot more help given to employers. And I don't mean financial help, but I do believe if you're employing an ex-offender, you should have a slightly different employment law in place that every everybody you employ who has a criminal record should automatically be on a 12-month probationary period. Mm. And they should have very minimal, I don't mean minimal rights in holiday pay and stuff, but I think you should be able to get rid of them quite easily. Yeah. 
if you start to see signs that their life isn't quite as changed as you were led to believe it no, was. I could, I, yeah, I because would agree with that. Yeah, because and, and, and the they deserve that to, to some degree. Back. Yeah. They yeah, they've 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 earned that distrust until yeah. they get until they gain your trust. And they've earned that distrust. No, I think they should get the same benefits. They should yeah. be paid exactly the same, the same holiday benefits, the same sickness pay, all of those things. But you should if you start to say for example, you bring somebody in who you know they're offending was as a result of alcohol abuse or drug drug misuse. If mm. you you're taking them on on the basis, look, you're clean. You've proven to me. You've brought me six months worth of drug tests. You're clean, but you then start to get the 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 vision that all isn't as it appears. But they've been with you six months. You're in a difficult position, and it should be that if somebody is employed with a criminal record, you should be able to lay out your your key points that they must stick to. And if you start to see something that isn't right, you should have that room to be able to move them on. And that sounds cruel, but at the end of the day, people will say, the common consensus tonight is that people should get that second chance. And I'm the one that like pushes that. Mm. But at the same time, if, if I asked everybody else tonight, would you hand somebody 20 grand of your own money and give them a chance with it? Most people would say no. And the employer is effectively handing thousands of euros of risk to one person. They should be protected a little bit. Yeah, somebody said to the text and said, should look at the Frank, look at Frank Abnagale, uh, or Abagnale. Um, there was a movie made about him called Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. It was a great movie, by the way. He defrauded businesses out of $2.5 million and now he's a top security consultant. I, by the way, have you ever seen, have either one you seen the movie? It's a great movie. No, I've never seen it. It's it, yeah. It, it was actually that was actually a remake. I think there was a, a, what was the other the original name of the movie. I can't remember. I think it was Michael Caine or somebody who was in the original movie. But he basically was a master of disguise and changing his identity. And he was a con man. So he, <coughs> pardon me, he even convinced um, people that he was an airline pilot and went and ordered his own uniform for United Airlines by ringing up United Airlines um, department where they get their uniforms and saying he had lost his uniform and he didn't want to get into trouble. Can you just do me up another one? And they did. And and he walked into the airport and onto a plane. You know, and I mean, he was just, and he then he started printing out his own, um, what do you call it? He, started, he managed to get himself onto the payroll, even though he wasn't even working there. It was just, a, it was an incredible story. You should, if you get the chance, watch the movie. It's called Catch Me If You Can. Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, really good movie. But the point was, so he was a career criminal, a con man, and he defrauded businesses out of $2.5 million. But now he's a really good job as a security consultant telling businesses how to avoid people like him. And that's yeah, the same with... No, I was going to say, on the flip side, then you have the, uh, the likes of that guy, Jordan Belfort. Remember uh, the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Um, a guy like him should never work again because he completely and utterly ruined many, many people's lives. And, you know, like there was people who are going to, you know, to retire and they lost every single penny they owned because of him. I mean, a guy like him is a total scumbag and should never be allowed yeah, to but, work but, but in okay. the industry. But, but Frank Abnagel, right, this guy who was quite famous in America, 
He did more or less the same thing. He destroyed people's lives too and businesses because he stole so much money or defrauded so much money as a con man. Now, in the movie, they look make it look quite glamorous and funny in some sense, right? They did that with the Wolf of Wall Street as well. Yeah. Everybody well, saw and said, like, that guy's a fucking legend. I, you know, so. I watched half of that movie, Dave, I'm going to be honest with you, and I lost the will to live halfway through because I found that movie could have been summed up in an hour and a half, not four hours. It was ridiculously long. Um, the difference yeah. between those two is... The, you've had topics on the show before. There was one. Remember when the Hugo Boss shop got um, raided, and you, the show asked, "Would you buy stock from there?" And everybody said, "Yeah, there's no loser." Jeez, that was Boss a long time, Adam. It. Fair play to your memory. I can't remember that one, but I vaguely remember it. Yeah, but go on. But th- there's a difference because the Wolf of Wall Street. I agree. Should, God, was I the scum of the right? But the difference is. He was, the reason why people put him on a different level is because he was targeting individuals. What the, the guy you're talking about that scammed two and a half million that the film was based on, scammed businesses, and people don't put the same level of empathy to businesses. The, the yeah, they, they, they think there's no victim, and I, and I do get that. Actually, stay there because I've got three minutes, lads, and I just want to go to David before I go to the break. Uh, David, hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Always good when they come on and I start laughing. Uh, David, would you hire an ex? Would you hire an ex-con? I would, as as I said, considering. But like as I said, look at some of them: two hundred and three hundred convictions in car court. What? Suspended sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Would you hire that? No. Like, as I said, like, drama, some of them, they're not, like, sorry, no, it's kind of, drama, you're going on about hiring people. Yeah. As I said, people know for parking fines, this and that. But now I said, just people there in Cork, they're going around, they've nearly 100, 200 convictions. Yeah, but I wouldn't be hiring them, in fairness, like, Davis, you know what I mean? But, but, if some, but if you were an employer and somebody came to you and said, I was in, I was in well, David, if you were an employer... And somebody came to you for a job and said I was in jail for two years for burglary. Would you hire them? Why were they burglaring? Were they stuff for money? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to ask them that. I'm just going. I'm just no, asking. Would you hire well, them? No, the honest opinion. Were they just doing it because it's a bit of fun? What's fun about burglary? People are out there, and that's. Like is this a man. scene from the Rubber Bandits or something? Sorry, I mean, it, it, what's fun about burglary? Look at them all up in Dublin, robbing shoes up there. Robbing shoes, particularly. Don't don't right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, Dave, what are you saying to, to the Rubber Bandit there? As I said, like, that's a disgraceful behaviour. As I said, if we're robbing, if we're robbing houses or robbing food in the shop, for food or like to for your family, right. which you shouldn't be bloody doing. Yeah. Because, oh, in God. all fairness, oh, this and that person is probably on the dole, social welfare disability. And, do you know what? It's tight at the I moment. Didn't, yeah, but that's not the question I asked you. The question I asked you, would you hire somebody who was a burglar? What was he... Would, I don't know. It's not, it's not mastermind, David. It's just a simple no, question. Right. No. You know what I mean? Simple question. Yeah, would you? Is he robbing... 
it depends on. I don't know what he robbed. He just broke into a house and robbed stuff. Was he robbing it? Was he robbing iPhones for his kids? <laughs> or was he robbing a bit of bread? Food over the fridge, or. I'm losing the will to live here, David. I really am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what he was robbing for. He burgled the house. It doesn't matter. Go on, sir. Go on, go on. Okay, would you give him a job, David? Oh, Dave, would... would you talk to him? Because I'm losing the will. He was robbing cream eggs. There you go. Here's the baseline. <laughs> Would you fire someone? Would you? Would you? If that was on his record, coming now for your CV, that he'd rob cream eggs. <laughs> or I, throw I, I, give him, I, give, I give him a job. That's I give him a job in the morning. That's going on. Give me a job in the morning. Try fucking rob you. Have you ever robbed Anton David? Era, who hasn't? I haven't. <laughs> Have you? No, look, in all fairness, right? Yeah. yeah I robbed the shoe shirt. What did you rob? What did you rob? What did you rob? Well. Well. A few bicycles. A few bicycles. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, anything else? Shoes? I didn't rob shoes. Sure, the bicycles I robbed. Technically, I robbed them. What do you mean technically you robbed them? <laughs> you either did or you didn't. There's no technically about it. They were left outside for three or four fucking weeks. The corporation wouldn't take them away. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.